0: Hey Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, a local fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast hosted by Nick Morawski and Pat Hester. Hey Sox fans, welcome to episode 148. I am Nick Morawski and this is a local fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast. You can find this podcast everywhere you find podcasts. Pass it along to other Sox fans. You know you can find us on social media on Twitter at GoodGuysTV. We've got a Facebook fan page, and you could grab yourself some Good Guys Talkback T-shirts at uh, ShyCitySports.com. Um, lots to get to here as we're anticipating uh, a lockout as we record here on uh, December 1st in the afternoon. Uh, let me bring in uh, my co-host, Pat Hester. Hello, sir. My
1: friend, you know, Rick Hahn spoke today for some reason, and uh, he ended it with saying <laughs> that there was there would be no other announcement today, but he didn't know that you and I would be recording live together, yeah. in, in person, face-to-face, yeah. for the first time maybe since Keuchel signed. Is that oh. possible? You
0: could be right. Although I think we might have done something last year in January. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know, they're few in uh, between. Yeah. Pulling the curtain back a little bit. Uh, Most folks will record just via Zoom or or StreamYard these Mm -hmm. days. You don't really have to be in person anymore, but this is a a real treat.
1: Yeah, Uh, I can look in your eyes and see the anger, like not through a computer screen. More confusion, though. Yeah. Aren't you more confused? You know, I started the day more confused than than I ended the day. Is
0: that possible? There was a lot of anger, though, a couple days ago when you saw big name after big name flying off of the board. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I just didn't feel like
1: I was in the holiday spirit. No, Uh, (laughs) you you weren't. No, no. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's disheartening, especially when it was weird, right? Because we're going in; it's lockout time, yeah, and it's going to be owners and players fighting about money and who's getting this. And then you see, you know, the Tigers spend what they or not, not the Tigers, the the Rangers spend what they Mm -hmm. spend. And a, a quarter is that a quarter of a billion dollars what is some crazy you know it number.
0: felt like once the lockout happens like all of that is null and void yeah you know like it cancels everything out uh-huh. and, and like we didn't like the socks didn't get the memo like jump in spend all this money mm-hmm. it doesn't matter once the lockout happens the slate is clear yeah um we're gonna get to all of that some of the uh signings that happened around mlb the things that happened for the white socks um really a lot to get to here and like we had said as we record we're anticipating a lockout i have not heard anything too promising no uh, but you never know at the 11th hour something could could occur but everything i was getting from passing uh it didn't sound good uh Steph from scherzer who's who's the rep um it looks like we're headed into lockout here.
1: it's gonna get into an ugly situation but i would From what I'm uh, also hearing from from different folks is they understand the importance of having a season. They don't want to have, you know, lost revenues like they had in 2020 due to the pandemic. They can't afford that and they can't afford to let the momentum of, you know, what has been some really bright spots in baseball over the past couple of years, you know, go to the wayside. So, yes, it'll be a long, drawn out process. But right now, I'm not hearing any fear that the season is in jeopardy.
0: Yeah, um, I, I think there could be a, de- a delay, uh, which we've talked about before, um, but Jeopardy, uh, no, I, I, I don't think so. Uh, l- let's get to the thing that happened here that really, I guess, didn't really need to happen, but Han decided to get in front of a microphone, uh, have a Zoom, uh, what have you, uh, to talk about some things, and uh, got some stuff from Feigen, uh, Duber, and Merkin on uh, kind of what he what he spoke about, and, you know, you got to have Han speak. You have to know how to speak Han to decipher some of these things because the words are carefully used. There is something that I'm going to uh, read from Merkin that I, I really had a problem with uh, just in terms of why even talk about it. Uh, but, uh, Pat, let me throw this one at, at you here. This was reported uh, from James Vegan from The Athletic. Uh, Han said the run on free agents has slowed trade talks across the league Obviously, that likely directly affects the White Sox. He expects there to be more additions to the club before spring training. Uh, that's Han. They have no more announcements planned today at this point. Um,
1: <laughs> and that's the end of that Yeah, chapter. so please so, stop
0: saying anything more to me yeah. uh, via Zoom. Um, uh, thoughts on, on something like that? Well, it,
1: it tells me that they were looking to make moves via trade. And they, obviously yeah. their big thing was to move Kimbrell and, and it's no secret that they want to do that. And they will still look to do that. Um, but it's it's just interesting that they really didn't prioritize the free agent over the trade. I, I think that, again, speaks to this uh, fiscally responsible organization that we root for <laughs> on a day in and day out basis, which, you yeah. know, again, ultimately, you know, they've got a business model and a business plan that they have not altered from you know, since Jerry Reinsworth has been here and good on them for being consistent. They haven't wavered from that thought. Again, we're, you look at other organizations across the the league that have changed ownerships and, and they do things, they've done things differently. You look at the way, you know, the different ownership that came in with the Mets and that situation there and other teams changing our owners has ownership has stayed intact for you know many, many years and the model hasn't changed and they're consistent with it. It does not mean that they're a cheap organization, though, Nick. You know, we talk about, too, where they're going to be the number three in terms of their salary uh, next year in the AL, I believe, is the the stat number six in all of baseball. So it doesn't mean that this team doesn't spend. It just doesn't spend in the way of, uh, you know, again, throwing everything to the wayside and saying, we're going to spend this money. And it doesn't matter if it's an eight-year deal. We need this person right now. And to hell with what's going to happen eight years down the line. They're not, not going to do it. It's just not going to happen.
0: Yeah, I I think the cheap, um, the, the cheap label for the White Sox and Reinsdorf, uh is justified uh, for the reason of, you know, the refusal almost to go after the big fish you know, or mm-hmm. land the big fish. They went after Machado and seemingly Harper, which I still can't even fathom how they were both going to ba- they were going to balance both of those contracts or yeah. maybe. Once Machado fell through, they're like, well, maybe we'll just go after Harper. You know what? I don't know. We spent so much time um, dissecting that. That's never going to go away, I don't think. But it's the fact that the Sox are one of the few teams that have not given uh, a contract or an in-house extension over $73, $74 million. Uh, One of like maybe four teams in all of baseball that have not uh, given those large contracts or extensions. So – Yeah, if you look at fan graphs, the Sox are going to be in the top of Mm -hmm. 10, depending on how things shake out before opening day. But it's like going after that big ticket item that you know is going to help out this team. Uh, Yeah, you might be committed to six or seven, maybe eight years. And and the Sox just don't do it, haven't done it, and there's no track record for it. Uh, So I have no hope. That that's going to happen, and maybe that's smart. I, I don't know. I could talk well, myself out of it both ways. Let's
1: look at it from a, from a perspective of a, t- of a team in town. You know, you look at the Jason Hayward contract that that sits on the north side of town. I bet the Cubs wish they could get out of that contract. Now, you know, you have lots of money sitting in right field of a guy that can't hit and is well past his prime, and you're not in a contention window. But you paid that money to bring that guy in for the speech and in, in, in the rain delay to win you a world series. Right. I mean, that's what it, 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 let's, let's yeah. be realistic about it. I mean, the guy helped them win a world series. Now, after that, he's been crap. So you run the risk of bringing somebody in and you're going to be paying the majority of that contract of when he's well past his prime. So you're paying dollars to somebody that's no longer helping you, but in the short term, in the front years, the first one to three years, you're still getting somebody at their prime and the money you're paying is worth it. Again, the majority of it, you're paying for it, not worth it. If there was a way for them to pay somebody and not have it be guaranteed a way to get out of it, buyout situation, I think they would do it. But these, these players aren't looking for that. And it's just not, it's just a non starter when it gets to negotiation time.
0: 11 years ago um, on this date, maybe uh, technically December 2nd, Uh, The Sox signed Adam Dunn to a four-year $56 Fifty-six million dollar deal. How long
1: ago was it? What it was? Eleven years. Eleven ago. years ago.
0: Eleven years My ago. My goodness gracious! And where were like we? They Eleven years to, ago. They now? wanted to get out of that contract probably after maybe the first half of the season. He
1: hit a home run in Cleveland, I believe, uh, on opening day. If if memory sure. serves, sure. The first he, few weeks were I great. I believe you and I were down the street at, at Cork and Carry at the park watching that I, game. I, if I, memory I, serves I, me I'm correctly, very, it was probably, and in, we uh, were all kinds of excited yeah, about an Adam Dunn. I think and,
0: they they opened up on the on the road in Texas and yep. you and I were at cork and carry with a bunch of other uh, folks and everything was downhill after that. I mean, there were, there's were some bright <laughs> spots, but uh, you know, so let, let me, let me take you to this, uh, this one. Uh, Vinnie Duber reported on this uh, from NBC sports Chicago. Uh, this is a Han quote. Uh, the opening day roster is not due in December. I fully expect there to be further additions over the course of the next several months. And for the team, to be better on opening day than it is today. Um, Yeah, that's a Of course, Han, we we get that. Please respect our intelligence. Uh, Sometimes it might not seem like it when there are uh, back and forths on Twitter and people shouting at one another that are Mm -hmm. supposed to be on the same side. But we know our team. Mm -hmm. Uh, We know the White Sox and you and I uh, sit here with uh, many, many, many years of combined experience, and folks that are listening to this uh, podcast, they follow this team closely, and they get that. Sure, uh, this isn't final, but what have you done over the years uh, to, to change our minds, to, to, to give us that warm, fuzzy feeling uh, heading into a, a potential lockout where things are going to go differently on the other side.
1: Yeah. I think this is, I think this is like, like Han directly talking to the Twitter uh, fan base, which saying, is maybe why he, maybe why he wanted to have one I, of these pressers. hundred percent comment because when I saw our buddy Herb Lawrence, you know, tweet that Han speaks today at one o'clock. I'm like, For about what? Exactly. What, what are you talking about? Larry Garcia? I mean, well that's not worth I mean, God bless him. I'm sure we'll get to Larry Garcia and his oh, three quite you your time, the legend. Boy, you're just uh, but you know, I'm the sure they'll take up the majority of our conversation <laughs> today. But that doesn't that doesn't mean that we're having a press conference. So I think again, we we understand it. And and there are still a lot of really good players on the board. The I, I and maybe it's because you know the market on on the outfield has been slow it really hasn't been anywhere the market on the infield has been the hot and heavy and they've probably looked at it as we were looking to make a trade to answer our our second base situation we weren't looking to spend the money on second base we're looking to do that via the trade and spend the money in the outfield and and if if that's the plan Uh, I can get behind that. Just tell me there's a plan to spend money on a position that we've been talking about for way too freaking long, Nick. So if the idea is, if it's Castellanos, if it's somebody else, if it's Conforto, whatever it might be, if it's Castellanos and Schwarber to answer the left-handed power situation and you want to make him your DH, and that's the plan and that's the money to be spent. Those guys are still on the table. I, I can get behind that, but again everybody gets a little impatient when nothing happens and why do we have to wait for the market to move on outfielders for you to make the market move right? right why do we have to wait for other things to happen i don't understand why you can't get out in front of it as an organization and realize this is what we need this has been on our shopping list you have to have had been conversations with ownership long before this time about this is what it's going to take you can You can theorize theorize what what these guys are going to be asking for before you go to your owner and go, oh, by the way, I know we talked about it. We never talked about how much it would cost. This is how much it's going to cost for these guys. Can we we please do this? Mm -hmm. You should know well ahead of time. So, Mm -hmm. again, this waiting game of waiting for the market, who's going to move it the aggressor.
0: Do you think it caught them off guard
1: the way uh, guys were flying off the board? I don't think uh, anything should. I mean, there's 30 teams, Nick, right? These guys all talk. I think they have an idea of how the market's going to go. Everybody's connected with everybody. There's backdoor channels and conversations that happen. I, I'm not sure. Sh- I don't think anything. Sh- if it catches them off guard, I'm shame on them. That's, right?
0: what, that's what makes me furious is shame when on them. I create that own narrative in my mind, Pat, of, well, wait a second, maybe maybe Han and company, you know, didn't know what was going to happen. This really, and maybe, you know, maybe it was very unpredictable, but going back to, you know, the the, the saying, the quotes, then, uh, you know, part of the presser that Vegan uh, reported on, um, the fact that Han went out of his way to talk about the trade market completely leads me to believe that it's all about the trade. Yeah. They're not gonna, they weren't gonna go out and make a big splash. So they were hoping to unload Kimbrel and, and improve the, the team. Phil holes, second base, maybe outfield, maybe DH via trade. And the fact that they didn't move on any of these guys were guys like Robbie Ray, socks could afford afforded Robbie Ray. I
1: would, I would god, I would hope so, especially
0: afforded that guy.
1: Especially if you're planning on moving Kimbrell, that's a 60 million dollar guy off your off your payroll. If that's the plan eventually. Uh, I mean, you, you should be able to afford that in, in a five-year deal. Now, again, that gets into a different part of the business mm-hmm. model of pitchers and how long we're going to pay pitchers for. Five years. We don't pay pi- pitchers for five years. It, it just doesn't happen. Forget but it. that's the game. I understand and, and that's that. the, I'm not telling you. I, I,
0: I know, but like when, when, we, when Sox fans get together and we talk and it's, Ryan Storff's cheap, yeah, I know. Well, let's get down to what's really going on. And it's the fact that Reinsdorf is this old guard This has created these uh, rules for himself, like Larry David. Like Larry David (laughs) has these rules, these certain guidelines that no one else knows about except for Larry David. Mm -hmm. And and Reinsdorf, I think, is the same way. And this is how I'm going to operate. I'm not going to evolve or change, whether that's right or wrong, but it seems like some, some new owners or ownership is willing to you know, expand their thought process and their pocketbooks on the years that they give to certain players, i.e. pitchers, which has been a market that's been flying, Mm -hmm. pitchers are getting paid. Yeah. So. I evolve is what i think we're all trying to say well i think
1: again i think his other organization has evolved so if that gives you any kind of hope it's just that it's can't just do both jerry, at the same time it's just that jerry has his hand so much more involved with the white Sox than he does with the bulls now you look at what just happened today and dropped uh with the bulls getting a you know a hand slap for their their tampering thing to get lonzo ball i mean that is something that Old regime would have never done. We're not going to tamper and risk losing a second round pick. The, the Bulls looked at it and go, Yeah, we'll probably get slapped on the wrist and lose the second-round pick. We'll 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 pay that cost to get this guy in and make sure he's part of our organization. And that
0: to me sounds like, and maybe it's not, you know, apples to apples, but when we would have to sacrifice a draft pick to go and sign a guy, mm-hmm. I could care. Come on, what have we done with draft picks yeah. over the last five, six years? Yeah. I mean, what really have don't don't get me started on Zach Collins.
1: Oh Lord. Okay. Can we? I thought we'd have. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see Zach Collins' no, he, name. And on he's the not list on the today. list. He's not on okay. the list. Thank uh, goodness.
0: Uh, let me let us let me move to the Merkin uh, part of this. So mm-hmm. Mark Merkin tweeted this out, um, and this was from the Han presser this afternoon. Uh, Merkin says that Han mentioned the team will be better on opening day uh, than it is now, and the team will be better at the trade deadline than opening day assuming they are able to stay in contention as expected. Okay, some folks might glaze over that, uh, throw that to the side, not give that a lot of attention. Being the person that I am, I have to psychoanalyze that. I have to parse that. And the part of it, assuming they are able to stay in contention, why say that? Why even mention that? To get, I feel like that is just trolling. Yeah, you are trolling the fan base by even mentioning that there should be no doubt that we are in contention in, in the in the AL Central and in the AL the race for the pennant.
1: Yeah, well, Nick, I mean the the AL is going to be a, a, a you know a difficult. League to win now with with what's been done, but uh, I thought the most interesting part about it is we'll be better at the trade deadline too. How can you assume what kind of trades are going to go down? Yeah, what if you make trades like you did this past year that didn't improve your team?
0: And look what he just said earlier in the presser about the trade market was yeah. slower than they anticipated. Yeah. So you know, you know, you don't know what's
1: going to happen. It's it's a lot of lawyer speak. It's a lot of dance around. It's a lot of I've got to find a way to ensure that this organization, this ownership looks as good as humanly possible and that we put on a good face and that I show them that I'm the smartest man in the room and the fan base just shut up. There and are it. a lot of smart sax fans out there, very creative
0: sax fans. And I'm wondering if someone could create an app where you put in what Han <laughs> says and it outspeeds what, what is really his really, uh, really I just had day.
1: visions of um uh, an old Simpsons episode where uh Homer's long lost brother created the the baby talk where the baby talk voice guy yeah. Danny DeVito, yeah, I believe. There you go, yeah. very good. Yeah. So sure. yeah, if someone out there maybe mm-hmm. maybe that's what we do for our first giveaway of a of a uh, a good guy's talk back koozie. Yeah. The first yeah. one to invent the the han we, uh, we might have
0: to up it app. to maybe some stickers and koozies yeah so that's
1: like two koozies and a couple buttons and <laughs> an assigned picture of us <laughs> yeah. not not individually together because we can't afford to have to
0: run uh, it's a start you know what i'm not going to knock down any creative idea it's a start there okay. um yeah, I, I just, the whole Han business of getting in front of a, a camera, whether it's uh, in person or via Zoom, which I think it, you know, it was today, it didn't make much sense, but we can assume it's because, you know, you wanted to officially maybe talk about uh, Graveman, uh, which, of course, that deal has become official. We've bolstered our, our bullpen. And you wanted to talk about the legend, Pat. You wanted to talk about the re-signing of Leroy Garcia, uh, three years, $16 million. Uh, he's back, mm-hmm. baby. Was there ever well, a doubt?
1: Well, there wasn't a doubt, but is that again? Is that is are, are these moves? And again, the Graveman is going to you know help. Uh, we had a need. We need to continue to get better in the bullpen. I believe the bullpen, um, you know, should be better next year than it was last year, just because that's kind of the ebbs and flows, right? You would and you would assume, but don't I, assume anything I, with a bullpen. I, I would assume that that Bummer will be better this year. I would assume that you know, Hendricks will have the same type of year because he's that kind of guy. But again, I, I guess you never know. I just don't understand. Again, this is not... Why are you having a press conference now? Why don't you wait until your offseason is done and talk about all these guys collectively at once? I don't... I, I think
0: if you if you read between the lines uh, what you and I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I think Han, uh, you know, he's got an ego and he was not happy about some of the things he was reading on social media folks kind of attacking the organization for for being uh, non-existent in some of the moves that happened in the flurry of moves that happened along around MLB and he wanted to get out and he wanted to say his thing without really mm-hmm. saying his thing mm-hmm. you know without really calling people out he wanted to get on record yeah and maybe it was you know it's an ego for him maybe it was you know he's defending Reinsdorf I I, I don't know I, hey Lurie is a is a is a great. Um, I'm going to say it, even though La Russa doesn't want anybody to say it, he's a great utility man. Yeah. You know, he can play a variety of different positions. You need that. We've seen it, um, you know, throughout the postseason. Teams that are successful have guys that are Swiss Army knives. Mm-hmm. I- I'm sorry. He's not a starting second baseman. He's definitely not a starting right fielder. So if you want to bring him back, great. I, I, you know, I honestly, I don't think you and I privately and a lot of people – of course thought he was coming right back to the White Sox.
1: Of course. Um, there was no doubt in my mind that he would. The thing that was uh, baffling to me is people were very really interested about what the dollar amount was. How, how come we don't know how much he's got yet? How much like last night I texted you. I said, why are so many people all up in arms about what he, who the hell cares what he and got. I,
0: and I think it's a comparison of what maybe other utility guys are getting. So folks can shake their fists at the sky and say, I can't believe you spent this, you should have waited, he probably would have signed for less, we could have used those a couple million for something else. Not that I have any faith that the Sox organization would have done anything smart with uh, any money that they saved, Uh, but hey, he's back with the Sox, longest tenured White Sox, uh, came over to the Sox originally in a trade uh, in 2013 for Alex Rios. Folks, if you really wanna amuse yourself, look up, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 2013 White Sox baseball reference is a good start, and some of the names of players that were on the team with Lurie Garcia: Yeah, uh, Diaz, Cieito, Marcus Simeon was on the Sox at that time. Addison, Reed. <laughs> wait a minute,
1: the the Marcus Simeon that just uh, oh yeah, the guy oh, that okay. just uh, broke uh, the bank.
0: Yes, okay. Uh, it, very uh, hey, it, good to have Lurie back, but that's not the thing that's going to cause a presser. And that's not where you know I think a lot of the Sox fan base wanted to see you know the major acquisitions or resignings to occur. Um, so, can you talk Sox fans off the ledge, Pat? Should they be talked off the ledge? I don't or- think
1: you can because we're we're all. It seems like Sox fans are always on edge about something. They're not happy about something because let's look at it the other way. Had, had they changed course and spent. A lot of money like let's say they spent rangers money sure. in the last couple of days you'd have people bitching and moaning yes. about how yep. much money mm-hmm. i can't believe they these guys aren't worth it they they're baseball players how can you give these guys that much money so you're, you're never going to make everybody happy uh nick it, as fans of any uh, of any team anywhere so uh you know who who cares you know in terms of what these guys make it's it's sports it's it's it's, it's uh, major league baseball guys are going to the top guys are going to make a lot of money. Get over it. Okay. It's, and, and don't worry about uh, this guy got paid this and that guy got paid that it, it's the ownership and their money to doll out what the way they choose. Maybe you think that they overspent on this guy and they could have done something creatively here. Fine. I get some of that, I guess, but again, you, you could have had them spend all kinds of money and then if it doesn't work out, then you're going to be talking in a year about, oh, my God, I remember all that spending they did. That was stupid. That was a dumb thing. So you're damned if you do, damned yeah, if you don't in yeah, some ways. Yeah. But, uh, you know, again, you look at other teams in, in baseball that have spent money on big guys over the years. How many times, you know, Alex Rodriguez got paid? You know, I th- would, do you think the teams would like to have some of those dollars back that they wasted on Alex Rodriguez? Maybe not wasted, but didn't deliver maybe what they would have thought. He would have delivered the scandals, all that issue that came along with it. So, um, and remind me of how many World Series San Diego has won since they got Machado.
0: Yeah. Uh, And and the Phillies with Harper. Um, You know, there's been some individual awards here and there from players that have signed big contracts. But, uh, you know, I get it. Uh, I, I think that. There is a, and, and I fall into this category. I really, I have got to call myself out. Um, I, I just don't have a lot of faith in the Sox, you know, making that big splash and really going after a guy that uh, has got a proven track record is premium talent that can fill the, the, the void that you need uh, during your championship window. I don't see the Sox really doing that. Um, and I, again, I'm just yeah. so burned from, from 2019, this window, uh, we're in it, and in, we're going to be in it for a few more years. It really, I think, depends on what kind of in-house extensions occur. Can you can you maybe extend Giolito? Um, can you keep some of the younger talent around for uh, a few years past? Maybe uh, their extension, which would be difficult. Um, and what else, what, I, what happens with the AL Central? Yeah, the Tigers are going to spend some money, whether it's smart or not. I, it's you know for other podcasts to figure out Mm -hmm. and talk about, Uh, you know, they go after bias. They might not be done. They might put in some pitching. They know that this might not be their year in 2022, but that just means when other teams spend in the AL central and try to get better, our window shrinks. And especially from a fan's perspective, you aren't doing anything really in, in my mind to get better. Yeah. You know, and yes, we have got a good core. Yes, we're going to be a good team. We'll win the AL Central in 2022. But is that, is that all we want? Is just another banner and another t-shirt to buy? Well, I know
1: you do. Well, I, By then, the way, sure. I picked up your mail down at, at Grandstand. <laughs> and uh, anyway, yeah, I, I hear you, Nick. I do. You want them to, to to push it all in and go over the top and leave no doubt, right? And, and I get that from a fan's perspective, my perspective. You'd love to feel that way. But, again, winning the offseason guarantees you nothing, and this offseason is far from over. And yeah, there's still a lot of top talent still on the board to be picked yeah. up, especially in the area we need, which is right field. Yeah, so, we've won off seasons in
0: the past. Yeah. We've been kings of the offseason. It's got us absolutely nowhere.
1: And, and I'll tell you one thing, and, and we can – rip Han a lot for a lot of things, right? But to his credit, he was honest about the rebuild. He's been honest about everything that the organization was going to do, laid out the plan perfectly, and he's been able to execute and deliver on that plan, right? Everything that he's said has come to fruition. Part of me wants to take him at his word and say if the team is going to be better you know, before opening day than it is right now in December, part of me wants to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt and believe him and uh hope that once this lockout is concluded, that they'll be very aggressive and, and get the things done they need to get done to sure up right field.
0: And, and that's where I playing devil's advocate say, Okay, you've been on record of saying if there's an opportunity for the socks to get better, we will explore it, we will go after it, we'll be aggressive. I just don't think financially with a contract. I think it's with trades, I yeah. think it's with getting creative and and trying to you know uh low risk high reward uh, it, there's this you know i feel like there's this constraint again that reinsdorf is okay our budget's going to be this mm-hmm. you know i what are they at 170 175 million expected mm-hmm. payroll in 2022 why why that number you know yeah. why, why limit yourself there yeah uh and going back to a previous episode when we were talking about the merkin article in tlr you know excited for next year you know understands this team more and then said hey the organization knows we need to get better there is a budget no shit. Yeah. yeah there is and it's and i think that's another another issue that fans have is well then why did you pick that number as the chicago white Sox, that you know are worth who knows how much Reinsdorf himself who knows really how much why that number why are you sticking there oh you want us to slap you on the back and say, oh, it's one of the highest payrolls we've had in recent hit, but that shouldn't be the standard. Mm-hmm. You know, you've just declared that is your standard. Yep. And then you want cheers when we go a little bit
1: over. Well, and again, it should be about you. You've set yourself up to have a lot. Of, it feels like a lot of flexibility with a lot of friend, uh, team friendly contracts with your, your young stars. As a fan, you look at it and go, okay, you've, you've been really, really good. And, and kudos to you for giving yourself a lot of financial flexibility now is the time we expect you to pounce because you've talked to us about we've got this guy signed for a long-term deal and it's and it's friendly and and this guy signed up for several years and we got to this guy early and and they do a lot of good things like that nick they have and that tells me and it should tell you and other Sox fans that they should be set up to pounce when the time is ripe and the time is ripe and again, I'll give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. If he's telling me that they're going to be better before opening day than they are today, I'll take him at his word. He's obviously got a plan. The plan wasn't for second base. The plan is to attack right field.
0: Yeah, uh, I think a, a plan, clarity uh, is what we're all looking for. A uh, little frustrating to hear from him. It, it seems like we're going to have to wait uh, for this a lockout. Uh, if, if there is a, a lockout... Um, you know that would put an automatic freeze on major league transactions. Uh, trades can't be made with players on forty-man uh, rosters, and free agents can't sign with clubs. Uh, essentially, the hot stove would turn ice cold until until a new. CBA. Are you doing?
1: Are you doing an Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Mister Freeze? Like little thing that would put it would be a freeze. It would be ice. cold. Pulled off, Batman. That <laughs> um, That's all I could think of was you were saying freeze and cold. It, it, you've automatically turned into Mr. Freeze. It uh, is one of the worst Batman movies <laughs> uh, in the franchise. Let's do that uh, next episode because we're in a lockout. We might have to do ranking of Batman movies. Don't tease me because right. we can do
0: an entire episode on, on Bat. Uh, who's your favorite Batman, the Batman movies, directors, villains. Uh, this, this sounds like amazing. I can't, okay.
1: I can't wait. I'm making a note for that oh, for the next show.
0: Um, So what are meetings would have taken place uh, next week, December 6th through the 9th in Orlando. Um, So, you know, canceled if there's a lockout. Um, That's where I I think it leaves a lot of fans with that feeling of outside looking in, you know, Mm -hmm. this occurs like, man, this just, you know, can can, uh, pitching coaches talk with pitchers?
1: No. There's, there's nothing that can happen. And, and from what I understand is, you know, even guys that are rehabbing, you know, they've got to do that on their own now. So if you've got a guy that's on uh, that, that, had Tommy John surgery and you can't bring him into your facility and check him out, he's, he's on his own basically. So it's a, you, you can't ask pitching coaches about how's this guy look in the off season? What's he doing? You don't know. It's all a, uh, it's all up in the air as, as we speak. So, you know, we're, we're getting down to the the final hours here before the lockout. It seems like it's going to happen. All we keep hearing is uh, they met for seven minutes. They met for a half hour. They met for, you know, 15 minutes on a zoom call. It's, it's going to happen. And it all has to do with the, you know, the spending and the players wanting more of a big uh, piece of the pie. And when they can go to arbitration and, and the, uh, the, the service time are, are going to be like, the big you know the, the players are going to dig their heels in on those types of things and and rightfully so i mean they they signed a bad deal last time and they're trying to get out of that but it's going to be really hard for them to do that and wait it out um you know with the owners being the way they are yeah so we'll see
0: yeah um i uh i've got some some deals that that have happened and this is where a lot of uh Sox fans were just you know exploding, really, uh, there a range of emotions. Uh, I'll rattle off these moves. Folks, you're, if you're listening, um, you you know these moves, I'm, I'm assuming, and I just want to get your take, Pat, on any of these guys that you thought, you know, you might have seen uh, with the White Sox. So Simeon goes to the Rangers on that huge deal, as does uh, John Gray and Corey Steger. Um, Matts went to the Cardinals, Gaussman to the Blue Jays, Bias to Detroit, and... Uh, Corey Kluver to the Rays, um, Avi Garcia to the Marlins, Frazier traded to Seattle, Robbie Ray goes to Seattle on a five-year, $115 million deal. I personally thought that was right in the Sachs wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buxton gets extended with Minnesota, Starling Marte to the Mets, as does Eduardo Escobar um, and Scherzer. And... Uh, you know, some of these things might not be done. I'm reading that Marcus Stroman might be headed to the Cubs. They're uh, actively pursuing him. Um, I'm I'm not joking around here. I truly thought Avi Garcia was coming back to the White Sox. I, it just felt so yeah. White Soxy, if that if you can say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he got paid. He got a deal with the Marlins, and I was really hoping the Sox would be in on Robbie Ray, uh, a lefty that we saw quite a quite a bit. Um, sure, he doesn't have a, uh, a deep resume, but that was a number that we could afford. Five years, 115. But as we said earlier, those are sanctions that we put on ourselves as an organization that we mm-hmm. don't do those numbers for pitchers. Yeah.
1: And, and Nick, interestingly enough, you rattled off a, a lot of players that got signed that got big money, uh, but to teams that you really wouldn't expect. I didn't hear the Yankees. I didn't hear the Red Sox. I didn't hear the Dodgers. I didn't hear Houston uh, mentioning all that with, you know, with being in a big market, the fourth largest market and a team like they are. Maybe they don't have a lot of holes to fill, but, you know, maybe the Dodgers don't have a lot of holes to fill. But Yankees, Red Sox, you know, feel like teams that are continually in it. So, Not to say that we should operate uh, and do things that they did just because, but it's interesting. You mentioned teams like Seattle, teams like, you know, uh, the Rays, teams like the Marlins making moves uh, just seems a little bit out of the norm, you know? So uh, a little bit, it's just weird how this is all started out. And and Texas has just decided that we're we're, uh, apparently we're in it now, but you know what kind of a well, they've got Dane they Dunning. Wow, well, so you better give him an infield. Oh, oh, mercy! Yeah, <laughs> um, so again, interesting where it started. Uh, Mets spending money like it's going out of style, but
0: yeah, it's 270. What What's their expected payroll for
1: 2022? 268 million, Ooh. uh, right now. That's and, uh, again as a fan you shouldn't care you should be all kinds of excited but you know don't don't whiz down your pants like you did in the second half you know like you did last year when you're expected to win a very winnable division and 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 lose out to the braves that ultimately went on to win the world series so you know uh, again as as a second these are
0: these are just teams pat that i really think are trying to set themselves up for success you know you don't know what's going to happen but on paper you look at these teams and you're like well we, we did what we could do. We, yeah. we, we went after the big fish. We tried to fill voids. And it's not about necessarily the number. The number is because you went after premium talent. That's what happens when you go after Cy Young's, All-Stars, yeah. you know, the best of the best. Well, they're going to cost more money. Mm. You know, you're just not throwing around your money, you know, on, on nobodies. You're, you're really trying to look at what's out there. And feel like the most competitive team now yeah some of those teams that you talked about to your point like they they've got other holes i don't Mm. think they're really going anywhere within their own division right now but they're showing their fan base that you know they're gonna they're gonna throw money around yeah they're gonna try it
1: well good uh good luck to them i guess again i i'm gonna hold out hope that the the holes that we that we need to fill, which is right field, and I I don't want to be talking about right field this time so where, next where year. If we're talking about right field, where year? where
0: are we going with right field? What's your gut? What's your oh, gut merciful Minerva? I don't want to I, put you on the spot. I
1: you know been thinking about Nick, this for
0: several years.
1: I really feel like I really feel like it's a castellano steal. I you really really feel, think I, so. He you wants know, like
0: seven or eight years. I don't know what
1: it is, Nick. I feel like this is the one. I feel like it's the <laughs> one that I, that I want to propose to, that I want. And don't be obsessed by your desires. Well, I will.
0: Not Conforto, which everybody seems to oh, be God. all uh, crazy for. I, I,
1: if that's a consolation prize, I, yeah. I suppose. But, you know, it's not like I, I'm no expert by any no, means. No, he wasn't but, on
0: your Christmas list last episode. It was Simeon. And then well, it, you didn't well, want to well, buy it. Now, you were like cozy enough to
1: buy this, it. Simeon was, was out of stock. Now he's out of stock. I got to go to the next thing, right? Okay. He's not. I he's not going to get here by Christmas, so okay. I, I got to go with something yeah. next. You know, yeah. the, the second thing.
0: So you really think uh, they'll they'll splurge on Castianos? Um, I, I feel like it's going to be,
1: to be honest with you. I feel if I'm going to be optimistic, if I'm putting on my optimistic hat here,
0: you're the one that has to be optimistic because I'm. I'm not I gonna feel play like it, it.
1: I feel like it's a since and, Sch- and Schwarber situation oh my goodness Whoa. i feel like it's a it's a schwarber dh left-handed power receipts. and castellanos everyday right fielder oh boy i'm fine with castellanos but i i don't need schwarber i no? want him he's got
0: the cubs stink still and, no let's you gotta you know, get over
1: that you gotta get over that the the cubs
0: it's tough for me to get over that I, I really think it's 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 a trade i i had said it to others i i think that when they signed graveman and they just kind of, they picked a path without telling really anybody. They said it without saying it. And, yeah. and the Sox are wanting to trade Kimbrell. Phillies look to be a suitor. Uh, Segura could be coming back to us. He'll be your second baseman. And then they're going to field Vaughn uh, and Sheets in right field. Uh,
1: but they're not right fielders, Nick. They, they but, have but, to.
0: But, but they, they they anointed Vaughn, the DH, at the beginning of the 2021 season, and then they put him in left field after Aloy got hurt. And he's not a left fielder.
1: He's not an outfielder. I mean, he did. He did. I, don't take anything away from him because he he learned several positions that he never played before and did them adequately. So this is not a knock on on Andrew Vaughn, but he's not an outfielder. So we need to have an actual outfielder.
0: I understand, but the, the, uh, that okay. So you're, you're taking the optimistic route and I, and I hope you're right. Because, I'm probably not
1: going to be, but I'm, I'm gonna but
0: just, in this championship window. And yeah. boy, I'm tired of, of saying that. However, that's what we, we focus on. We've survived uh, since 2016. Uh, you know, yes, we've gone to the playoffs back to back years, but we're expected more and, when you don't have a proven right fielder and you're going to go into 2022 yeah i I, hey i'm 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 with you but and the other side of it i'm just being so realistic
1: (laughs) why do you have to be so realistic why can't you dream
0: Um, here's something that uh, upsetted me a little bit made me pretty angry uh although you know i i'm i'm I've come to the fact to realize that Carlos Rodon's not going to be with the White Sox next year. I just don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. But the reports that the Twins are kicking the tires and looking at Carlos Rodon really aggravated me.
1: Um, and I could see why. Obviously, they're our biggest rival. You never want to lose the potential that a Carlos Rodon is to somebody in your division and just let him walk. And, and that's where he walks, too. So I get that. I get why that would anger you. It would anger me too. But again, I, I've got to, I've got to go with the notion that nobody knows Carlos Rodan better than Chicago White Sox. They know his history and his what his medicals look like. And if they're going to be willing to let him walk out that door and willing to let him walk into a you know a division, uh, cont- you know a division rival, that you have to believe that's probably the best thing to have happen. Hmm. I can't believe I'm saying it. Yeah. But again, you look at the history of a Carlos Rodon, and it's three fourths of a year.
0: Yeah. It's interesting that there was, you know, I, with the flurry of stuff going on, uh, I didn't hear him really tied to anybody until I saw this report a couple of days ago yeah. um, from a, from a twins uh, uh, Twitter handle, mm-hmm. twins fan Twitter handle, about you know, them looking, I think it was even locked on twins, perhaps hmm. their podcast and. I, that was the only time I heard anybody really,
1: really that interested in Rodon. And, and his market might take a while to, to get figured out, right? Cause there's going to be a lot of now. It, with him, well, it's the it's, market for someone whose arm is hanging uh, by the elbow <laughs> and has
0: not logged more than 120 innings uh, consecutively for a long. Uh, it's
1: going to be before. tough. It's going to be tough to get what he thinks or what his agent thinks he's going to get. So, uh, it might be a little bit of a long road for for Carlos to find his his next you know home.
0: So I uh I got your right field uh prediction, Castellanos all in. Uh what about second base? Uh now now what? I have no idea.
1: I, I don't know. I really don't know. And it, it do we have a little bit of a buyer's remorse? Do we feel bad about you know giving Nick Madrigal the, the crap that, that we gave him because he would take him back, I think well, in a
0: heartbeat, wouldn't you? If you you know if you try to do all of the if you follow this thread, okay, so we're gonna maybe trade Kimbrel for perhaps Segura. So then you look, well, were we better off keeping Madrigal instead of Segura? I, I don't know. Yeah. We have no idea. We don't know what would have happened if, if Madrigal would have stayed with the Sox.
1: You don't know um, what would have happened if he would have not got hurt.
0: Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we knew we weren't going to get anything out of him uh, down the stretch mm-hmm. last year and in the postseason. So, okay. We're all in right now. We're all in 2021. Mm-hmm. Well, Madrigal's not helping us. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, that that that's that is something that we're going to bring up quite a bit, I think. And Sox fans are going to talk uh, amongst each other and uh, yell about for a long period of time. Yeah. Uh, especially if whoever we get for Kimbrel, if the trade goes down, doesn't pan out, and Madrigal, we're watching on the north side become um, become a, a really good ball player.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah a lot is- of ifs, A lot of hypotheticals. Right now, you've got Garcia, potentially Gonzalez, Mendick. If the season starts tomorrow, Garcia is your starting second baseman. Oh,
1: well, it'll make it'll make somebody I know very happy, I'm sure. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's let's not talk about okay. Garcia having a, a, a starting position for more than you know, a spot start here and there. And, and helping guys get some rest and filling the role that he's paid to do. And, and he's fine. He's more than adequate at the role that he plays, but he cannot be an everyday player. I don't care who you are and how loudly you yell at me. He is not an everyday player.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, let's kind of wrap up on a, on a positive. The Sox have, have a damn good team, as Hans said, mm-hmm. and that, he was right on that in his presser today. The Sox have a damn good team. Uh, they, should win the the 2022 AL Central. They absolutely should. You think about uh, how much they missed Aloy, Rondell, uh, Jimenez, to injuries. If we can get those guys healthy for 80% of the season, 85% of the season, what a difference that would make. Um, I I do think they need to get stronger in the starting pitching world, uh, and they've got to fill a couple positional holes. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm, but I'm also realistic. I, I think what we see right now with this club is just about it. If they can move Kimbrell, that would probably be the other move. Um, but, hey, th- this team is going to be very good in 2022. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be fun to watch. Um, and, yeah, something might happen at the trade deadline. Uh, the season doesn't start for a long time, several months. More things can happen. Um, and, I, and I do want to believe uh, that the Sox will seek those opportunities out and they will also recognize this competitive window and respect that.
1: I think they will. And, and as uh, Miss McAllister said, you know, this is the season of perpetual hope. So keep that in your mind as we uh, move into the holiday season, Nick. Oh, yeah. I was,
0: uh, before we started uh, recording, as I was driving home from work, uh, Burl Ives is my go-to during the holidays. Oh, yeah, why not? Mr. Christmas, as I call him. (laughs) Is that that
1: right? Yeah. Mr. Christmas. Mr. Christmas. I didn't know that. When you put on Burl
0: Ives, uh, and especially his best of Christmas, you can just, you know, cozy up to that.
1: How about a Nat King Cole?
0: Sure yeah uh but girl ives is my guy okay
1: so, all right I'm well here. i that's that's i know you're us nets for the next show have yeah. your power rankings of of favorite uh holiday performers how's that uh, oh done if, if the batman episode doesn't pan out and mm-hmm. we can't get that one organized let's let's do
0: that as a power ranking i'm all in uh always a pleasure sir to talk white sacks with you yeah
1: it's good to see you in person and see the fire
0: in your eyes my friend there's been a lot of it over the last few days. Uh, Folks, thank you so much for joining us once again for Good Guys Talk Back, a local fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast. We're with you just about every week uh, through the offseason, twice a week during the season. Uh, Find us on Twitter, at GoodGuysTV. We've got a Facebook fan page. You can grab some Good Guys Talk Back t-shirts on the shycitysports.com website. Uh, Find this podcast everywhere you find your podcast. Please pass it along Uh, to other Sox fans in your world. We hope these conversations continue. Uh, For Pat Hester, I am Nick Borowski. Until next time, go Sox.